Hey there, this is the Motherhood Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Jones, and this is episode number four, Own Your Emotions. You are listening to the Motherhood Elevated Podcast for women who want to find clarity of mind, create lasting emotional well-being and confidence, and achieve amazing potential. Come with me. This will be fun. everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I have to apologize, I did not get a podcast out last week. One of my kids was scheduled for surgery and both the surgery and the recovery ended up being a little more complicated than we thought it would be. So I got to play full-time nurse for a few days, but everyone is doing great this week and we are ready to roll with episode four. So this week I wanna talk to you about emotions. And emotions are pretty important because if you think about it, everything we want from a clean house to a vacation to validation from other people or even the hopes and desires we have for our children or for ourselves, we want all of these things because of how we think we will feel when we get them. So let's say you have a child trying out for a sports team and you really want them to make the team. You can ask yourself, well, why do I want this? And maybe your answer is something along the lines of, this will be so fun for him or her, or my child will learn important skills and have great experiences for growth, or he or she will be part of a team and make good friends. So then ask yourself, okay, why do I want these things? Well, because then my child will be happy and confident or feel a sense of accomplishment and a bond with their teammates. So again, why do you want your child to feel these things? Well, because we believe that if our kids are happy and feeling good and doing good things, then we get to be happy and feel good. And I'm not saying that it's all a selfish thing. Of course, we want our kids to go after and accomplish great things. But it's interesting that when things are going well, when they make the team or whatever else we're wanting for them, it's much easier for us to feel good than when things don't go the way that we think they they should or the way that we want them to. So also the example of a clean house meant most of us, especially moms, believe that a clean house will make us feel more peaceful and productive than when the house is a mess, right? So I think that this is an interesting concept to think about, that we want the things we want because of how we think they will make us feel. And it's those feelings that we're chasing more than anything. And the real game changer here is that those things outside of us aren't really causing our feelings at all. It's our thoughts causing our feelings. And this is great news because it means that really we can choose to feel however we want in any situation. And the more you dive into and understand emotions and where they come from, the more powerful you'll be in your own life. The more you'll be able to see that you really do have control, not control over external events or people, but control over how those things affect you. So I love a quote from the book Feeling Good by Dr. David Burns, which is all about the cognitive behavioral theory and how to apply that. And he says, our feelings undoubtedly are influenced by external events, by our body chemistry, and by conflicts and traumas from the past. However, these theories are based on the notion that our feelings are beyond our control. If you say, I just can't help the way I feel, you'll only make yourself a victim of your misery. And you'll be fooling yourself because you can change the way you feel. You must realize that your thoughts and attitudes, not external events, create your feelings. You can learn to change the way you think, 
feel, and behave in the here and now. So I remember when I read this a few years ago, it was like a light bulb went off for me. And I loved it because at the time, I was definitely playing the victim and feeling totally stuck in my life. I thought that some things that had happened that I had tried so hard to control, but that didn't work out the way that I wanted to, were determining my happiness, my success, my worth, my confidence. And I just felt like I'd been dealt a really bad hand and that it wasn't fair and that I didn't have a choice but to feel rejected and hurt and like I was a failure. But coming to understand that I didn't have to feel that way, that I could change the way I was seeing this whole situation, gave me my power back. And it took that remote control, if you listened to the last podcast, it took that remote control for my feelings out of the hands of other people and put it back into my own hands. It was amazing. Okay, so let's dive in here. Why are emotions so important? Well, if you listen to episode two about the self-coaching model, you'll remember that emotions are the fuel for the actions that we take. So when we're feeling angry, we'll take a different action than when we are feeling calm. Our actions will be different when we're feeling overwhelmed versus when we're feeling productive or focused. And as I've said before, our goal is not to feel happy, positive emotion all of the time. We're here to feel the whole range of emotions, right? Opposition in all things. We can't know the happy without the sad or the peace without some anxiety. But coaching is really about taking ownership of the emotions we're creating with our thoughts because when we understand that we're responsible for them, we put ourselves in the driver's seat and we are in the position to change them. So that's why I incorporate the idea of agency so much because we really can consciously, deliberately make those choices. And knowing this is important because emotions are one of those things that seem like they're just happening to us, that we can't control them. But I really think this is one of those tactics of the adversary because he wants to keep us stuck in emotions that will stall our progression, that will hinder our ability to show love or compassion or our desire to go out and do good in the world. He's trying to keep us from feeling the emotions that will fuel our best actions. So I think it's fascinating that we've been designed to feel emotion. Think about this for a minute. Why did God give us the ability to feel emotion? Well, I think one reason is that they can act as a signal to our brain about what's going on for us in our heads, what we're thinking subconsciously or out of habit that we really aren't aware of. Have you ever felt worried or annoyed about something, but you just couldn't really put your finger on it? And sometimes a negative emotion I'm feeling can help me really become aware of thoughts going on in my head that I'm not really mindful of. And usually they're thoughts that aren't really serving me. So emotions can be kind of a red flag that maybe we need to take a look at our thinking. I think another reason is that emotions are a way for Heavenly Father to communicate with us. So many times we describe our spiritual experiences in terms of how we feel. And the spirit often communicates to us through feelings, right? We describe the spirit as a feeling like warmth, light, peace, comfort, assurance. These are things that we feel as vibrations within our bodies. And we can feel the loss of the spirit as well, right? I think another reason for emotions might be that they help us connect with and empathize with each other. We can understand and know how to help or comfort another person through feelings. When we've experienced um, emotions like shame or doubt or fear or grief, we can really empathize with someone who's feeling those emotions and we're better able to help them. I believe emotions were a significant part of the Savior's atonement, that he felt deeply and excruciatingly 
all of the range of emotions that it's possible for us as humans to feel so that he would know how to help us through our hardest challenges. He knows exactly how we feel in our deepest sorrows and pains and despair. And I think it's amazing that he was willing to do that for us. And it really shows how much love he has for each of us individually. So these are just some of the reasons I think it's important to tap into and be aware of our emotions. They really are a powerful tool that we've been given to experience our lives in the richest, most fulfilling way. Now, emotions are interesting because, as we have said, they are simply vibrations in your body triggered by a thought in your brain. And some emotions feel really good, right? We like to feel emotions like peace or connection or gratitude or motivation. Those vibrations feel really good in our bodies. But there are other emotions like embarrassment or loneliness or shame that we don't really like to feel. They feel uncomfortable to us. And I remember hearing that the emotions of nervousness and excitement are actually very similar vibrations in our bodies. But depending on the context we're feeling that vibration in, we give it either a positive label, such as excited, or a negative one, like nervousness. So if you're about to give a talk in church, you might have the same feeling in your stomach as you do if you're anticipating your child coming home from college or a mission. The difference is we don't usually like to feel nervous, but most people love feeling excited about something. So the label we give the vibration we're experiencing can determine how we interpret it and what we make it mean. So sometimes we like the vibration and sometimes we don't. And when we're feeling an uncomfortable emotion, we usually want to get rid of it somehow, right? We don't want to feel that uncomfortable emotion. And when we aren't aware that we are actually creating these feelings with our thoughts, we resort to certain tactics to deal with them. We try either resisting them, reacting to them, or avoiding them. So first, let's talk about resisting an emotion. This is when we try to put, push the emotion away or pretend it isn't there. And we can really judge ourselves and think that we shouldn't be feeling this way and essentially try to kind of shut the door on the feeling. But this doesn't really create any relief for us. It actually just intensifies the emotion. So let's say you're feeling anxious and you're telling yourself that this is a problem, that you're feeling this way and that you can't handle it and you try to push the anxiety away or even will it away, you're actually just making the emotion stronger, which is the opposite of what we're going for, right? Resisting an emotion can make that vibration much more intense and last much longer than it would otherwise. And another thing that can happen when we resist emotion is that we start what is called layering emotions. So if you're feeling anxiety and you're telling yourself you shouldn't be feeling it, or maybe that you should have more control over this, you can get really judgmental of yourself for feeling anxious, which might lead to another emotion like shame getting piled on top of the anxiety. So now you aren't just feeling the anxiety, but now you're feeling ashamed about it. And another example of layering is if you're feeling angry and you're resisting it and judging yourself, and then you might feel guilty about feeling angry. So resisting and layering emotions is just essentially digging yourself deeper and deeper into those negative emotions. Another thing we do with emotions is we react to them. And we think that when we do this, we're just feeling the emotion or maybe even somehow releasing it, but reacting is just basically acting the emotion out which could look like yelling or crying or maybe slamming a door. Reacting might feel satisfying in the moment, 
but it doesn't really help us and can often end up um, in us taking an action that we later regret. So the last thing we do with emotion is try to avoid it. And this is pretty common for us today, and the world that we live in actually makes it quite easy to find ways to distract ourselves from uncomfortable feelings. I think society views negative emotion as a problem, and so many of us are trying to avoid feeling them, which is also called buffering. Basically, we're using something else to dull the emotion so that we don't have to deal with it. So what kinds of things do we buffer with? We can buffer with things like food, uh, with work, with social media or the internet. You can buffer with Netflix or video games, and you can even buffer with busyness, just keeping your schedule so full that you don't have time to stop and really notice or feel your emotions. And of course, there are some more destructive buffers, such as drugs or alcohol or pornography. And all of these things are ways that we try to distract ourselves from uncomfortable emotions. And not only can these things turn into addictions and cause bigger problems for us, they're also keeping us from really engaging in and feeling the positive emotions as well. We can kind of slip into a state where because we're trying not to feel the negative, we're also hindering our capacity to really feel and enjoy the positive emotions as well. So if we don't want to resist emotion and we don't want to distract ourselves from it and reacting isn't getting us the results we want, what do we do with those uncomfortable emotions? Well, a really important skill that we can learn is to process our emotions. And processing an emotion is really just being willing to feel that emotion, to not be afraid of it, but to open up to it. And it kind of seems counterintuitive. We think that if we open ourselves up to an emotion, that it will just make it stronger. But really opening yourself up to an emotion can really neutralize it and make it less intimidating or threatening. So let's talk about how to process an emotion. The first step is what is called holding the space for the emotion. This means that you remove all judgment from the emotion and from yourself for feeling that emotion. You don't make it mean anything about yourself except for maybe the fact that you're a human and you're experiencing a vibration in your body. The next step is to just allow it. Don't try to push it away or find a different emotion. Just stay present with it and open yourself up to it and lean into it and just let yourself feel what's happening inside of you. The third step is to describe the emotion in detail. And this helps you to kind of remove yourself from the drama of the emotion and just be an observer of it. So this is gonna really tap into how this emotion feels inside of your body. Like, where do you feel it? Is it in your stomach, in your head, maybe in your chest? Does it feel heavy or tight? or maybe it feels really hollow or sharp. You could describe the emotion in other ways. Um, it could be fast or slow or light or dark. You can even describe what color it is. Think about how you would describe this emotion to someone who has never felt it before. And the last step is to name the emotion. And this is an important step because it can really help you understand what you're feeling and why. It helps you tune into the thoughts that are causing that emotion and helps you see that you're actually the one in charge of these vibrations happening inside of you. And most importantly, it helps you become an expert of your emotions and how they feel to you. You can really own them and understand them so much more than if you're resisting or trying to distract from them. So a quick example, as I said earlier, one of my kids had surgery last week. And the surgery was scheduled for Tuesday, 
And so on Monday, I found myself feeling a lot of anxiety. I was finding lots of things to be worried about. So some of the thoughts I was thinking, I could put into a model and I could see that these were thoughts that I really didn't want to think or didn't need to think. And I could come up with thoughts that I liked better and created more feelings of peace and confidence in this particular situation. But once in a while, I would feel that anxiety creep up. So I decided that instead of telling myself I shouldn't be worried or distracting myself with chocolate, which I've been known to do, I thought, okay, this is a time when I just need to sit with this and process it. And so I let myself open up to the feeling. Now, anxiety to me feels very tight in my chest and in my throat. It feels very heavy and nauseous in my stomach. I would say that it's kind of a fluttery feeling and um, what else? It's kind of a brownish gray color. And when I would sit with that emotion and just let myself feel it and not try to get rid of it, but just really become aware of what it was doing inside of me, after a couple minutes, I could feel it start to fade. And eventually the anxiety would dissipate and I was much more calm. And throughout the day, when it would pop its little head up again, I would take a few minutes to just feel it and process it. And I have to say that it made that day of prepping for the surgery a lot more productive, a lot more peaceful, and it really helped me keep my emotions in check. Now remember, processing an emotion isn't some big, long, drawn-out thing. It really can just take a few minutes. And you don't have to be sitting alone in a quiet room. I would process that emotion when I was folding laundry or when I was driving to and from the hospital or when I was sitting in the waiting room during the surgery. And the more you go through this process, the easier and more natural it will become for you. And this is a really cool thing to teach our kids as well. When they understand how to process emotions and that those feelings that can seem so scary aren't really a problem, it can give them courage to try new things or face intimidating situations or maybe the confidence to deal with difficult situations with friends or other people. I really think that one of the most important lessons our kids can learn is not to be afraid of emotions as well as how to process them. Now, all of this talk about feelings and vibrations might sound a little out there to some of you, but it's actually a really powerful way to get some leverage over your emotions. So many times we're afraid to do something because of how we think we're going to feel. But when we understand that an emotion is just a vibration, just a reaction going on inside of our bodies, and that we can feel that vibration and sit with it and allow it and that it won't hurt us, it gives us a lot of power over that emotion. We don't have to be afraid of it. And this can really neutralize a lot of those negative emotions that we're trying so hard not to feel. Remember, it's all okay. We're supposed to experience emotions. We were designed to experience them. And when we learn to process them, when we aren't afraid to feel them, and when we realize that we can influence our emotions with our thinking, wow, that can really change a lot of things. We can understand that we aren't at the mercy of the things going on outside of us to determine how we feel. And we become more willing to do things that seem scary or intimidating or that are out of our comfort zones. We become more willing to really show up fully and we're no longer held captive by those emotions. So this week, I'm challenging you to take some time to really feel your emotions and process them. And you can do this with positive emotion as well. It's fun to just stop and be in the moment and feel those happy or energetic or loving feelings to really enjoy them and be present with them. 
The goal is just to let yourself get really good at feeling emotion, to really tune into what's going on inside of you and to connect what's going on in your head to what you're feeling in your body. It really is a cool process. So that's it for me today. I hope you all have wonderful 4th of July celebrations. Be safe if you're traveling. And I will see you back here next week. Take care. If you like what you hear on this podcast and would like to learn more, I invite you to check out my website at motherhoodelevated.com. There you can sign up for a free mini session to see what working with me looks like as well as find information on classes I offer or get on the list for some weekly inspiration straight to your inbox. Again, that's motherhoodelevated.com. Have a great week.